Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Moss. This is where we discuss how to live in this crazy Latter-day world and stay on the covenant path. friend. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you with me today. It's a straight up miracle that I'm recording right now because I have tried maybe 14 times to record and have been uh, hit with a lot of really weird opposition and um, different random things with my kids where like very things that haven't come up before. And so I feel like this message is really important. So I'm excited to share it with you today. I'm a little bit nervous because I've been writing this since July. I felt like it was a really strong um, visual to be able to teach this principle. And so I'm hoping that it resonates with you. And yeah, I love you. Um, My throat is like a little bit scratchy because allergies. So yeah, just enjoy (laughs) Try to look past that. All right. So um, a couple months ago, someone I knew was having foundational problems. And that had snowballed into quite a few structural issues for their home. Parallel to that time, I had a conversation with someone who had almost the exact same thing play out spiritually for them. They described it as a piece of their testimony having a crack that led to damage further down the line with a lot of other issues in their life. By the time they said that they had deciphered what was causing that ripple effect in their spiritual life, they had to come to terms with the initial problem where they had a misunderstanding, a a misrepresentation in their mind of what a key doctrine was, and it needed to be corrected before everything else in their life could be aligned. Um, It was during that uh, experience that I had where I realized how critically important a foundation is to a home and to our heavenly home, which is probably our perfected body. We talk so much about mansions in heaven and um, building up our foundation, but what does that even mean? So I thought a lot about it and these are some of my thoughts. Um, I always perceived that the time when you first pray about the Book of Mormon or like identify the Spirit um, and are able to like verify truths by the Spirit as your foundation of your testimony. But after having a conversation with my dad, who is this amazing construction lawyer about foundations and homes and structures, my perception on this completely shifted. I don't think that the initial answers and gathering of truths build uh, and building up your testimony is your foundation, is like the complete foundation. Instead, I think that those experiences spur the desire to design your life to be built on Jesus Christ. They may be like the very first step of building the foundation, but I think there's a lot more work to do. So to understand what I'm talking about, um, I'm going to go through the process of building a foundation with you, which is actually very fascinating. 
So the first thing is an architect comes to the land and looks at the soil and decides what that land is to be used for. He says like, oh, this should be a home. This should be a temple, a school, whatever. He decides. Then the geotech comes and he tests the soil. He says, um, okay, does this compress? Does it get too liquidy if there's an earthquake? Does it expand when water comes? Then he comes up with a very detailed plan to either like compact the soil or dig out pollution or do whatever they need to do to get the ground ready for the foundation to thrive. Then, and only then, can the construction crew come in. Um, They dig out uh, where it needs to be dug and they put in a wood structure very carefully and precisely. And then they add in rebar to put added strength. Then the cement is poured. My dad said this sentence that I loved. He said, they try to over-engineer a foundation and put absolutely as much work and accuracy and effort into the process so that the structure will have the best case scenario to be built upon. He said, as they're pouring the cement, um, they take samples of the concrete. The mixture of that concrete needs to be as accurate as possible to ensure that it dries and does not crack or shrink. If it cracks or shrinks, then it, or if it cracks, it gets unlevel. I'm sure if it shrinks, it probably gets unlevel too. Everything in the building is affected by that unleveled process. Everything you construct above that foundation will be affected in some way. Water can get into the building. Doors can be made unable to open. And eventually, you'll have to either fix the foundational problems or rebuild the structure altogether. Then he said this sentence, which I absolutely loved. If you start right, it will have a much higher chance of finishing right. So I was thinking, who are the different people that come in and do their jobs to create and build a foundation? The first one being the architect. I was like, oh, well, the architect is God. God comes in and he chose intelligences and matter to create yours and my spirit. We were made for the intended purpose of becoming an eternal being. Not just to be a random spirit or offspring of him. He intended us to become like him. That was your intended purpose. Then the geotech comes in and I was thinking, oh, that's totally the savior. He comes in, examines every angle of the way that we could be tempted, tried, and suffer because of this earth and this earthly experience. He essentially wrote up a full report of the ins and outs of how we would react in every single hard situation we would be put in. He knows what elements we need to make our foundation strong. And he also knows the elements that will make our foundation crack or shrink. He knows how to prevent that or how to fix it when it arises. Then it comes to actually pouring the concrete. So who does that? We do. 
It is upon, oh, I'm sorry, this is Helaman 5.12, and it says, It is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwinds, and when all hail and mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall, end quote. Our sure foundation, the foundation that if we build on, we will not fall, is Jesus. We have to build that wood structure in the ground. I think those first answers we receive from God about the truths of the gospel um, are building that wood structure and then um, putting in that rebar. I think it's all just solidifying that basic understanding of the truths of living and testing what faith is, what repentance is, what um, keeping the commandments is. That is that wood structure and rebar. It feels secure because it is secure. It's built upon truth and it may be simple at the time when we learn it. But simple doesn't mean incorrect and it doesn't mean that it's not strong. Simple can be built upon and that's exactly what we are going to do. We then pour the cement which I don't think happens all at once like they do in like a physical building. I believe pouring our cement happens over time through covenant making and covenant keeping. When we feel ourselves go through the process of applying the atonement, we see the strength and power come through us. We see that cement solidifying. Sheldon F. Child said, the scriptures, the prophets, and the Holy Ghost that testify of Christ, they will be, they will help us build upon the rock of the Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God. So it's not about simply the scriptures or the prophets or the Holy Ghost. It's about the fact that they all point to the same thing. And that thing is Jesus. It is about our understanding, our love, our relationship, our reverence to the Savior. Our structure can then be built upon that strong, sure foundation of Jesus Christ, of his principles, of our covenants to him. We are building and fortifying and pouring into his truth into our home, it gets stronger and stronger. When we are constantly learning and refining and understanding those truths in more depth, we are perfecting that foundation that will be carefully built and poured. There will be times where we will feel immovable. And we're like, oh man, I'm so over-engineered. I've done all of this so accurately and strong. I'm, I'm doing a great job. I'm in a good spot. 
and we'll see mighty winds come and, and we're not moving, we're strong and we're steady. But there will also be times where something will come into our life, a whirlwind will come and a crack will appear. It's not because we haven't built ourselves upon Jesus Christ. It's because something has come in to show us where we need to learn, where we need to grow, where we need to build more. We need to notice our cracks so that we can be able to fix them with Jesus. If our focus is more on the ornamental building and design of the interior of our home rather than the foundation, our house of faith will not withstand the shafts and the whirlwinds. I've seen this so many times in my life where I get, um, I get stuck in the weeds with the gospel because I'm focusing on um, things that don't matter, you know, elements of, um, of life that just don't matter. They're just not important and not important like Jesus Christ, not important like my relationship with him. And if I focus on those details too intimately, I take my mind off of my foundation off of the ways that I could be fortifying and building and repouring. And, um, and it can develop some pretty severe cracks. Now, I don't want this to be an overwhelming thought on, oh my goodness, I need to focus on my foundation. Ah, oh, there's so much to do. Our foundation is really coming back to two simple things. Our relationship with Jesus and our covenant keeping. If you're thinking, okay, well, what does that actually mean? I'm saying maybe this is the time to re-examine what all of those things are in your life. What is baptism? What does taking the name of Jesus Christ upon you even mean? Maybe it's time to, to delve deep in that, to understand what having that name and having you represent it means in your life maybe it's time for you to re-examine what we covenant to in the temple really understanding why there's so much symbolism understanding why it's important to know what you've covenanted to and think about them consistently outside of the temple don't stay in overwhelm satan wants you to be there because then you won't act You'll just be like, no, it's too overwhelming. I can't do it. I'm just going to, I'm going to focus on um, decorating this gallery wall because I can't look at my foundation right now. It's too stressful. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to Satan. He is the father of all lies. Listen to the father of truth. Ask him what to focus on. I promise he will tell you and he will show you. Talk to God. Take an inventory on your life right now. Take an inventory on what you need. Ask him if there are cracks that you aren't seeing. That happens to me all the time where I'm like, 
feel like I'm doing good, but I mean, maybe there's something I'm missing. And Heavenly Father just like gently says, hey, like maybe focus on patience. That's, you know, you guys know, that's my, that's always my thing. There are always things that we can build upon. Whether there are cracks or not, there are always things that we can fortify that foundation on. We don't want to ignore those things because we don't want to get cracks in our walls because we're ignoring our foundation, right? C.S. Lewis said this, and I just love, love, love this quote. He says, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right. He's stopping the leaks on the roof and so on. You knew those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking down a wall. He starts knocking down the house about in a way that hurts uh, abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one that you thought of. He's throwing out a new wing here. He's putting on an extra floor there. He's running up towers. He's making courtyards. He thought you were being made into a, oh, you thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace and he intends to come live in it himself. I love that idea. It's so, so, so good. Our intention of what our foundation should look like is much smaller and simpler than his intention. He wants it to be as sturdy as possible so that no matter what comes, because things will come, that you and I have that capacity to stay firm Stay strong, no matter what weird thing your friend says is true. He wants us to stay strong, no matter what pain and grief come our way. No matter what heartbreak we have to endure. He wants that strength within us, and he can put it there through the atonement of Jesus Christ, through our relationship with Jesus Christ, and through covenant making and keeping. I love you so much. I really, really do. I'm so proud of you. You're doing so many hard things in your life right now. If you look around, open up your perspective and see all of the amazing things that you're doing right now. Come to your Savior. Ask him if there's something that he needs you to look at. And if there is, go forward and do the work with him. He's a really good person to work beside. I love you. Have an amazing day. Okay, bye.